Hello, and welcome back to The Perfect Pitch. I'm Hunter March. It's a perfect pitch. And it sounds so good. It's a perfect pitch. Just like you know it could. Today, we continue our series of bonus episodes recorded live at the Cannes Lions Festival of Creativity. In this episode, our producer Jessica Levinson will be speaking with Marcelo Pascal, VP of Marketing for Coors Light, and Rodrigo Jatin, Chief Creative Officer at DDB, who handles the Coors Light account. They'll be discussing their campaign, Made to Chill, their creative working styles, and all the talk coming out of Cannes. So sit back, crack open an ice-cold Coors Light, and enjoy the show. Over to you, Jessica. Welcome to The Perfect Pitch. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yes. So it's 11.15 in the morning here on the ground in Cannes, but you know it's 5 o'clock somewhere in New York. <laughs> it's 5 o'clock. So um, is now an acceptable time to start drinking Coors Light? Oh, my God. Yes, 100%. Anytime, right? Yes. <laughs> Breakfast Responsibly, here. responsibly, but it's always a good time to have a Coors Light. Well, in terms of can, what are some of the trends that you guys are seeing on the ground this year? And what are some of the most exciting pieces of work that you've seen while you've been here? I think that maybe something that we are seeing is there is an appreciation for work that is like really building brands. I think that for a while, the advertising world was kind of obsessed with campaigns that had a specific cause behind them. And don't get me wrong, that can be fantastic. But at the end of the day, I like to think about advertising as a mathematical problem that you have to solve with a drawing. So there is all of this logic in the brief, and then you have to turn into something that is beyond logic, that is subjective, and that is difficult to define, that is pure inspiration. And I think that both sides of the equation are equally exciting, right? And I think that when brands present a business problem to agencies and they can take that business problem that might be very rational, might be, you know, like very challenging to overcome and they can solve it with brilliant creative. To me, that's advertising at its best. I agree with him. I think that brand consistency and brand building is the trend this year. You can see at least a handful of brands that are showing up and building off of their brand canvas and their brand concept, which is marvelous to see because I think that the one-off era is kind of gone and the brands are getting more mature now and like really, really building something bigger to direct equity out there and get the people in love with their brands and creating this rational love for the brands is ultimately what advertising can do. So I'm seeing this as a trend, like more and more, like less one-offs and more brand building and this consistency across the board, which is great. Yeah. Rodrigo has a campaign that is winning big here in Cannes that I really love. It's called Apologize the Rainbow from Skittles. And I love it precisely because of that. So, you know, like Skittles had been moved. The, was it the green Skittle? The green Skittles. Yeah. yeah. And people did have uh, strong reactions when Skittles removed uh, the, the green Skittle. 
And they have this idea that is so brilliant and it's so simple. So they basically decided, well, yes, we made a mistake. So we're going to apologize to every single person who complained on Twitter. And it was simply a spokesperson reading the tweets, which were very mean, by the way, and just apologizing to those people. It's very simple, but it was executed perfectly. What I love about it is that it is perfectly aligned with what the brand has been doing for years. It's 100% about the product. I always say if an agency asks you to choose between doing amazing creative work and doing work that will sell your product, then you should hire a new agency. It's hard to do that, to create work that cuts through, that resonates with the consumer, that's creative and meaningful and speaks to the heart of the brand. How are you guys doing that? I think at, at Molson Coors, especially at Coors Line, everything starts with uh, what I call brand canvas, right? Like when you have a pretty clear point of view on the world and what this brand stands for, I think that everything comes easier. When I have a brand concept that says made to chill and it's a beer that's brewed in the Rocky Mountains, it connects the product to the benefit of that product in, in people's lives, right? And I think that that's the jumping off point for everything good that you can do with that. But then uh, to Marcelo's point, uh, you cannot just stay still, you know, like, yeah, you have made to chill. It solves your product problems communications wise, but how much can you stretch that platform, right? Like it refreshes your body uh, when you drink a cold beer, but it also refreshes your spirit. Can you also refresh the world? You know what I mean? Like that right. type of thing. Like if it's made to chill, can you help the world chill a little more? Can we help a community chill? When you have such a clarity, everything comes a lot easier. And it, it's just a playground for the brand to test new things and to do the hardworking part of the equation in a pretty strong and consistent way, but also allows Marcelo and his team to test and to experiment and to do things that are a little different, but will help to build the brand because you're always talking about something that's super true to the product. And it's such a privilege to have the opportunity to work with a brand that has such a, a strong point of view in the world. Yeah, I think that brands need to have a clear, simple point of view about themselves in the world. They need to have like values that they believe in and they will stand by. But then it's about the relationship. Every single campaign that I have done that I'm proud of came from a very special relationship with a creative or with a group of creatives that I not only trusted, but admired. And, you know, like, honestly, those are all people that I actually love. So we talk about being here. Those are the people that when I meet, I, as the Brazilian guy that I am, you know, I will jump on top of them, you know, like, because I'm so happy to see them because we, at one point, we made a pact with each other to do something that we could both be proud of, you know? It's just like falling in love, yeah. you know? Like, you know, Thanks. when you meet someone who is as passionate about advertising as you are and who has the same values and the same, you know, you know when that happens and you, you know it instantly. That's the feeling that I have about Adi, who is the global chief creative officer for DDB. And that's the feeling that I had about Rodrigo the moment that we met. And you know, and, and then it's, it's just like, how can we miss the opportunity to do something great together? It would be such a waste because those encounters, they don't happen every single day. So when you do find people 
with whom you have that connection, you have to make it count. Yeah. There is nothing that feels better when you're in the room and an, a creative idea clicks in and you have that aha moment and everyone knows it. So you guys have been working together for a while and typically with an agency and client dynamic, there's you know the agency pitching their big ideas to the client and there's the clients briefing the agency and providing feedback. And our show is all about the art of the pitch because we know that a great idea can't get off the ground unless you're able to really articulate it and sell it in and ground it in an insight. What's the dynamic between you two on on pitching work? How do you... It's so funny. It's so funny because I, I think that to Marcelo's point, to his previous point, it's not necessarily about the pitch. Mm-hmm. It's about the partnership. Obviously, there's a little bit of a pitch, right, Marcelo? <laughs> but it's more like a day-to-day relationship and like trying things and testing things. And what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? And getting there together than the other way around. When you do have that trust in people... When they call you and they say, We got it. (laughs) I've got something for you. You know it's real. It's based on those relationships that were created by shared values and a lot of trust and admiration. So you know when you get that call that they really have something. And I always say, you know, like, just bring me the nugget. Like, just let me know. What is it? Because the best ideas, they are simple enough that you can send in a WhatsApp message and you know instantly that you have something special. Yeah, and I think it's based on trust too, right? It doesn't count if I try to sell him into an idea that's not that great because you know it and now we know it. And I think that it also comes, of course, from uh, working with people who can understand the brand, right? You know, like people who can really understand a brand and who have an appreciation for brands and who are passionate about it. I think that We are in this truly amazing phase of advertising when the best creatives in the world are also people who really understand brands, who can really understand what your brand is all about, what your business is all about, and that people who can truly put their creativity in service of a real business problem. And I think that when you can combine those two things when you have brilliant creative that can truly build the brand and drive the business that's the real magic of advertising right well you talk about business challenges and brand building in order to build a brand you really have to have a clear sense right of who your audience is when you're coming up with this creative ideas who's the person on the other end of the idea that you're imagining and that you're creating for and what are some of your latest ideas i'd love to hear it what I love about Course Light is that Course Light is a brand that really has a very broad appeal, you know? And I think that we can do great work by doing work that is relevant for people all over the world. And, you know, like I've worked for brands that were like that before. Like I've worked for Coca-Cola, for example. I've worked for Airbnb. And I think that the challenge and also the joy of working for really big brands that have been around for a long time is that you know how important it is to bring everyone along for the ride. And it's all about offering a point of view that can be very broadly appealing, but at the same time, a point of view that feels very unique. So, you know, like when Course Light started doing our current campaign, Made It Shoes, started in 2019, one of the big reasons why this campaign was successful was that we said everything that a big beer brand does 
we don't want to do. Even though we are big, we are a beer brand, we want to have an approach that is completely different than what any other beer would do. Like the campaign started, you, you can imagine a big, big beer brand like Horse Light and the new positioning was launched with a spot that showed a woman coming home from work, taking off her bra, still with her blouse on, but you know, like taking off her bra to have a cold, a nice cold course light so that she could refresh her body and spirit. Who would imagine that a big American beer brand, a big global beer brand would launch an entirely new campaign with a spot telling that story? It was surprising, but at the same time, it was very relatable. And even men related to that campaign a lot because, you know, like it doesn't matter if you're taking off your bra or if you're loosening up your tie, it's just that visceral moment of chill that you can experience with a first sip of a nice cold beer after a hard day's work. So that's what is brilliant, I think, about working for a brand like Coors Light is that you can have a very unique point of view, but you can be very broadly appealing and bring everyone along for the ride. Yeah, and then like think that on top of what Marcelo was saying, there's such a rich heritage about what Coors Lights does. Uh, I mean, not not only Coors Light, but Coors the brand, like Coors Banquet and, and, and the whole family. So Coors was launched 150 years ago. So we're celebrating this year, the 150th. Obviously, it started with Coors Banquet uh, back in Colorado, 1873. Only brewed in Golden, Colorado. Yeah. Still only brewed with Rocky Mountain water. Exactly. So, you Podcast know. Podcast is not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just like, it's, it's just like such a, beautiful thing, right? You know, like you come because of course light, because it's a big brand, but then you discover Banquet and it's awesome. But I think yeah, Banquet is a brand we all fall in love with when we start to study and understand the brand, not because the product is amazing, but also because it's history. And like, this is the beer E.T. got drunk on. <laughs> <laughs> this is the beer you see in Cobra Kai. This is the beer you see in Yellowstone. Yeah, this Cobra is Kai is amazing because, yeah. you know, like we don't pay them a thing. So thank you, Netflix. You're around here somewhere. I think I can see you <laughs> through the window. But uh, it's just that the creators of the show love Banquet so much. We don't pay them a single thing. They just love the beer. I love that. Last question. You talk a lot about big creative ideas that are flexible and can kind of span multiple audiences, multiple campaigns. How do you think about formats? And we're recording a podcast. How do you specifically think about audio in your overall mix and the interplay between visual and audio? I think audio is one of the most interesting formats to explore. So there's always audio components on ideas that we have been exploring together. And I think it's just the beginning. The amount of innovation you're seeing in audio, it just opens rooms for us to to try more and see more and experiment more. But I think that audio, the thing that I love about audio is that it's a shortcut to people's hearts, right? It goes through the rational and straight into the emotional. You know, like audio has that power. So I think that's the beauty of audio. And I think that, you know, like to be honest, I think that audio is having a moment again, you know, in canon when we think about creative. Some things, they get old and then they get new again. And I keep telling people, why don't we make more audio ideas? Yes, there was a time when it was about the radio and then people kind of stopped. They didn't really, but radio became not as exciting anymore. But now, you know, audio in a new form is more exciting than it's ever been as a medium, you know? Yeah. So I'm hoping that Rodrigo will bring me some 
can winning yeah, we'll audio ideas. Yeah. Nope, sure, Rodrigo. Yeah. So, next, so next, next year. year we'll be here in our yes. air-conditioned podcast studio on the beach talking about your big audio idea that won you the Hopefully we will. Well, on that note, I think we can wrap it up. Thank you both for stopping by The Perfect Pitch. Enjoy the rest of your time at Cannes. Thank you, Thank you so much. Audio is the window into our hearts. I love that. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of The Perfect Pitch, recorded live from the Spotify studio on the beach at Cannes. If you'd like to learn more about our guests today, visit literally any grocery or liquor store on earth or visit ddb.com. See you next time. The Perfect Pitch is executive produced by Jesse Burton and Katie Hodges for Awfully Nice and Jessica Levinson and Frank Lobello for Spotify. The episode was produced by Amber Von Shassen with production support from Bang Audio Post. Sound design and mixing by Nick Cipriano. Theme written by Brian Jones. Scored by Timo Ellison and Brian Jones. And don't forget to follow, rate, and review The Perfect Pitch wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.